read me how. Affirmative, Dave. I read you. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. I'm afraid we need to start now, Lindsay. Oh, God. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about this movie. We need to start now, Lindsay. No! We don't need to start now. That's a fine welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. I hated this. So stupid. Hello to 2015, everybody. And, Lindsay. Yes, Jeff. Uh, we made a note. By the way, hello, everybody. Welcome back. Here yes, hi, everybody. Anyways. <laughs> wow, what a what a downer of an episode. These people have been waiting for this. Um, also, we're not totally recording this episode three hours after it should have gone up. Uh, doesn't matter. No, not even a little. Anywho, uh, um, we made the realization real quick. Let's just do some housekeeping. Uh, welcome back. Hope everyone had a great holiday season. Yay. Yay. Uh, new New Year. Hope Yay. you're staying warm because I think it's cold everywhere right now. Pretty sure it is cold everywhere. Uh, also, hope you guys got your hoverboards because I still haven't gotten mine. Not me neither. Or my self-lacing Nikes. Mm, I want them. And, uh, uh, all joking aside, we made the realization <laughs> a few hours ago that we uh, our, our first episode went up... When was it? Uh, January 6th? 6th, 2013. 13. So we are recording this episode on uh, on uh, January 10th of 2015. So it is also doubling as our two-year anniversary special. Da, 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 da. It's a great da, movie. Da, da, I'm so da, glad da, we did da, this, da. right? Lindsay doesn't get the movie. Please tell the internet audience that because they don't already hate me enough as it is. <laughs> no, no, now no. they're going to make fun of me for no, being no. stupid. Okay, we need to specify. Lindsay, okay, do your normal opening. And uh, do, do, do what, what movie? What movie? Okay, what movie we watched is it that number we watched? 15 on our list. Yes, 15. Which is 2001 A Space Odyssey from 1968. It is rated G. It is two hours and 40 minutes long and it is a mystery sci fi. 8.3 out of 10 and an 86 Metascore. Humanity finds a mysterious, obviously artificial object buried beneath the lunar lunar surface and with the intelligent computer HAL 9000 sets off on a quest. Written and directed by Stanley Kubrick based on the novel by Arthur C. Clarke. Okay. So let right? us... Yes. Arthur C. Clarke wrote the book. Yes, he wrote the book. Um, let us clarify right off the bat. I have seen 2001 A Space Odyssey before. And I have not. Lindsay has not. Because I avoid Kubrick movies as a general rule, unless it's The Shining. This is probably the fourth time I've watched this in my life. Yeah. All the way through from beginning to end. This is literally the first time I've ever seen anything from it outside of a clip in like a film retrospective. I got the movie this time. If that tells you And there's anything. a trivia piece that literally says, if you understand 2001 completely, we failed. We wanted to raise far more questions than we answered. Which it does. It no, normally no. does. They just wanted to make people feel stupid, because well, that's how I feel right now. I'm see, where, My hood is up. That's how embarrassed I am about the fact that I don't understand this movie. I don't think you're Because apparently to. Space Baby did not make himself into a planet. <laughs> no, Space Baby did not make himself into Fuck a planet. Fuck all of you. I don't know what's happening. There's your explicit tag. <laughs> I just, just want to watch Frank Capra movies for the rest of my life. Should we? Should we dive? By the way, Colin's also here. 
Hi guys. Colin's here. <laughs> he got a scarf for Christmas and he wears it like all the time now. I'm over here now. He's, Colin's over on that Wearing side of the scarf. room. Wearing a scarf. Should we? He wear, he, and he wears it all the time now. Should we just run into our discussion? Yes. Right now. Yep. Before we do anything else regarding this yep. film. I don't even know if I want to do trivia because there's a lot of it. Okay. And I didn't understand the movie, so I'm a little angry at it, Which and I don't okay. want to. Colin. Okay. Colin. Um, Colin's just Colin, come over with here. his hand. Because uh, Colin. Uh, don't sit on my knitting needles. We want you to join a little bit here for the conversation. I'm gonna actually even move the microphone. Okay. Look, a three-way. Oh. With the microphone. Hello. Hi, everybody. Ooh. Okay, so also, quick side note, um, I plan on doing, like, a redub of parts of this movie. There's so much of this movie that you should just recut. <laughs> no, I am going to uh, do Especially trivia. because, it's like, there here. is... Okay, for those of you who have actually seen the movie, or not seen the movie, or yeah. actually f- f- uh, listening for the first time, there's a spaceship... That's like this kind of like a beach ball kind of looking yep. kind of spaceship. And it's got the one circular like viewport yep. that you can see. Um, everyone thought it would kind of look like a mouth. And, like and a there's face. like little uh, eyes. It looks like it got googly eyes. And there's little like yeah. holes on the sides. I don't know if they're like external lights or something like that. But, but if- yeah, they're just there and they all, and that that whole, yeah, look like a mouth. So everybody's going, Ooh! Every time, like every time it turned around and everything. We were having very... I'm going to apologize in advance for you, Jeffrey, because that's... The levels are all terrible. over the place. Terrible. The levels yeah. are all over the place. So, you want to talk about the movie now? We should discuss the movie. Um, we should probably discuss the movie. Okay. Lindsay? What? You, 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 you made... Okay. You do, what do you think, what do you think the ending is? What do you think happens in the ending? And we're talking after he disables Hal, after, and then all of a sudden the whole, like, freaky well, light I've show. I've seen Interstellar. Okay. So I think he went through a, a wormhole or a black hole in space, and the monolith was going back to where it belonged. The monolith, because the last thing, one of the last things we see is the monolith floating around, and then we see the spaceship Heart of Gold, which is not what it is. That's the spaceship from, two th- not 2001, from Hitchhikers, and that's yeah. what the whole googly-eyed one looks like. It looks like the spaceship Heart of Gold a little yep. bit. Well, it looks like the pod from from uh, Hitchhikers. Yeah, yeah. The red the pod spaceship. from... No, it looks like the white ship... With the improbability drive that changes into well, a bunch no, of Well, no, it looks like the little, the, the red, like, anyway, we're getting <laughs> off topic here. <laughs> Continue, Lindsay. I think that the ship, the monolith pulled the ship with it, and it went through, and Dave. Mm-hmm. And it went through, like, a wormhole or a black hole, and it went back to the home universe or what have you of the monolith, because the monolith is obviously an alien thing. Mm-hmm. And... Then, because Dave went through the wormhole with it, he watched himself. Because every shot, like, you see them, you see the Daves reacting to, like, the, him, like himself, seeing the himself older, him. and then he just morphs into that one. And it just, like, they, they do this. You can't see what I'm doing with my hands. They kind of just they shuffle. They overlap. They overlap yep. into each other. And then he dies and is reborn. And then the monolith puts him into that universe in the baby bubble and he becomes a planet. Okay, Colin? Um, Lindsay, you're kind of about right. I was ah! going to say, you are. You are very, you're you're about very you're right. close. You're, you're about right. right. You're not stupid. I made no. a comment. That's to... why I wanted to talk about it up it's, front. I feel so stupid. Okay, so like at the beginning of the film, yep. you, Jeff, you made a theory oh that, God. you know, that this is 
the monolith is some kind of thing to help start um, the process of evolution. Right. And then that concept of, like, making intelligent life forms or something like that. Right. That's very similar to actually what happens, because at the end of the film, it's actually this process of evolution. Uh, Dave goes through a process of evolution. That's what of, I said, and you said go- no! Of going into... <sighs> Um, what is, like, another next stage in that evolution is going into, like, almost a space. Space As it's known in the various books, the star child. Yes. So, yeah, I'm not completely wrong. No, we no, never said not. you were. <laughs> That's why I wanted to start the conversation right off the bat. Yeah. Lindsay got pissed at us because she thought we were telling her she was wrong. No. I did. <laughs> no, no. No, no. You're... You're you're, you're on the right. You're actually so on the I'm right track. So I'm not stupid. No, you're not stupid. You can take so your, I was almost in tears for nothing. You can take your hood off now. There you go. There we go. <laughs> I yes, like it's, this it's, hood. It's it makes this me feel like a price stage, It's this next stage in evolution. Oh. Right. You see this technology as we advance further into space and going out into the universe. Us kind of like the full knowledge of the universe is that our next stage of that evolution. Get. Yes. Yeah. Makes is sense. everybody on the same page? Yeah. Yep, yep. Okay. Yeah. So now I read an interesting theory online that what happened. Wait, is there a lame documentary on Netflix about this movie that uh, we can yeah. watch? Call, called uh, called uh, uh, Hell 9007. Yeah. No, there's not. Yeah. Please don't. Hell 2987. Hell 237. No, so one of the theories online was that. Yes, going along with what you're saying, Space that the monolith, because the monolith is a is an alien type thing. It's it's a representation of the alien. It's not the actual aliens, right. because Kubrick thought that well, the aliens would be so advanced that they wouldn't look like anything we could yeah. recognize. Like it's some other. So the monolith is the physical representation of the alien. Okay. So the the monolith shows up. Um, to the monkeys at the ape or the apes at the beginning. Yeah. Um, it makes and the, the apes tapiers. rethink. And, yeah. and the tapirs. And the, tapiers. And the random um, and the random cheetah. Can we see what happens to the tapirs when they but, touch yeah. the monolith? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do they do? <laughs> <laughs> do they become the spaceship? Is that what happens in it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> and that uh, yeah, because basically, because as I said in the movie, so when it shows up for the humans on the moon, I guess this is entirely spoilers, but I don't fucking care. It's with it's outside, well outside, outside the, the warning, the the, the uh, time frame. Um, it sends off that sound, which is what we realized. Like I completely missed that the first mm-hmm. couple times I watched it. Yeah. When they touch it on the moon, it sets off that high pitched squealing noise, and when they do that, it actually uh, it it's it sends off a signal, a single signal that oh, broadcasted out to Jupiter. And that's the reason why they're on the 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 path off to Jupiter. I did. I legitimately missed it when that announced when that guy says that with, message with to that him. eighteen month right span. They're they're going to Jupiter. So what happens is that Dave shows up to where the signal went to. Monolith is there. Another or another monolith is there. It teleports him through time, or it tells teleport teleports him through space back to their home planet. And basically, the room that he's in is more or less like a zoo oh. for this race of, of to them, alien. And that, just like how in 
normal like animal zoos like we try to like create a little world that the animal will feel comfortable in that's why they created a bedroom and a bathroom and they fed him like it basically oh yeah he was basically an alien or he was he was a specimen that they kept until he died the other theory is is like they just probably just kept him in a room it was almost kind of like a science experiment yeah exactly almost. like they kept they him in that room him. waiting until he went they're preparing him almost for that next stage of that yep. evolution yep so they were experimenting you know and they were they were they were they were keeping an eye on him they were watching him they were you know observing what he did and how that thing uh, how he lived and yeah preparing him to be that next stage because they were always there helping evolve Basically, mankind in general from the from, beginning. From the beginning. Yeah. So <clears throat> that was that why that's why the room was the way it was, and then, you know it overlapped where he saw himself. Just that might very well be just more creative yeah. liberty than anything else. Yeah. Um, but that's so that's that's the that's the theory that I read online. Kubrick being Kubrick, exactly. But... Like, well, himself, he's gonna see himself, and he's gonna interact with himself. Later, like it's whatever. It could just be artsy. That could be. Yeah. That could actually legitimately be artsy. But yeah, and that the theory went on to say that when he become when he when he evolves to the next step, the monolith species sends him back as the star child back to Earth, um, as like the representation or as basically like the new god like for Earth and like mm. that's the that's the thing that everybody is looking up to and, and caring about because that's the next evolved step. Yeah. Like that was kind of the 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 theory for what yeah. the whole ending was. I'm right there with you for cuz I mean like it's one of those where I, I sat there and I've watched this movie so many times or like I said the, the last 3 times mm-hmm. and I just I'm like I, I don't get it. I do not understand the ending. Right. But this theory I I found online months ago and when I read this was well back this was like in August. I found it. I think on accident. Oh, by accident. By accident. Sorry. We talked uh, about this we last do. night. That's uh, why it, it was a thing. <laughs> um, but it's like I found it and I read it and I went, "Oh, well, that makes that ending a lot more. That makes it more makes more sense yeah. than what I ever thought was yeah. happening." So I mean, I don't know. I like we spent we spent the first fifteen minutes of the episode giving a theory on what the ending is, but I feel like that's exactly what this movie was made for. Yeah. They said that. Dialogue? Was, that's the thing. Having said that, this movie sucks, and I hate every, no. no. Um, It doesn't suck. It doesn't suck. It's a very beautiful Here's the thing, I don't dislike it, but I don't like it either. I'm just like, okay, this is a thing. Some, it's some people, Kubrick is some people's jam, it's not mine. Which we've already discussed that with Clockwork Orange and The Shining. We've discussed how Kubrick is just not the type of if He's that not makes the filmmaker me that I pedestrian, enjoy. you know, moronic film watcher, then... Because you don't like Kubrick? Yeah, then you can suck my Kubrickian rear you, end. You you can suck her Kubrick. <laughs> that is Amazon, it's not yeah, it IMDb. Matter. There okay. we go. Um, but it's like, it's it's one of those... Like, it, oh, but the, I like Dr. Strangelove. Sorry, I forgot. But that is also one of those movies that was not, he was not given full control over. Yeah. That's true. Like, that was still full kind metal of jacket? a studio. I don't hate Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. To uh, a degree, a studio movie. I don't know. I mean, it's a very beautiful film. This one is very Especially when, when you see that opening shots and stuff. It's <laughs> the whole gorgeous. opening sequence that we thought was The Lion King. <laughs> and uh, what Instagram filter were they using <laughs> yeah. for most of that film? 
It's very true. There's so many portions of the film that's like There's it looks so like Instagram. many filters that they use. <laughs> I told you they're using shot. the Odyssey filter yeah. on, on Instagram. That's what they're using. No, the movie is very beautiful, and I, I mean, I made that comment, and I know I've seen this be said online. Like, this is a type of movie where you could take literally any frame of it could be a piece of art. Mm-hmm. Like, there the the shots are composed so like meticulously well. It's a big word for me, by the way. Yeah, meticulously. Meticulously. Um, that you could just take a screen grab from any point in the film, and it would be. It could easily be a, like an art print on your wall. Yeah. Like it would work. Yeah. You know, when like at the end when he arrives at Jupiter, like oh, yeah. the way that the planets are all laid out. Like, yeah, just it, that one string, that that vertical yep. kind of display. Yeah, that was beautiful. Yep. It's like I would just get a print of that. He knows how to. He knew how to compose a shot. He knew that. Yeah. Like that's that's the craziness. Storytelling. Not so much. <laughs> if you think about it, the story of this film is giant black weird shape appears on Mars. Flying iPhone. The, the, the iPhone f- in space. The the iMonolith shows up, and uh, they go to test it out. There's a the signal. Giant they send Lego a guy to go check it out. Shows up, <laughs> and they're like, "What, what should what, we do what with we do? this? Send Franken. I don't know. Send Franken." <laughs> Frank. Well, Frank is dead. <laughs> but he comes back later. He comes back later. Oh, we have fun on this. <laughs> we did make fun of this movie while watching it, but... We did. We did. We watched it. We well, were I mean, watching like, it. it. Come just, on. It was inter- come on, guys. so much silence. There's, there's, there's... Yeah, that's the one thing that I felt a little unnerving about. Mm-hmm. It's just like, there's giant sequences of just silence. No audio... Even music or, in some cases. Or dialogue or anything. Yeah. It's just... And I, again, I, I'm well aware that's like an artistic choice. I mean, true. Well, well, you got to think about it from a scientific perspective. I mean, like they went out when they like, for instance, the the sequence when they went out to repair the ship yeah. or the the transmission. Um, it's in just space, him breathing. Yeah, it's just him breathing in space. There's no, there's really no sound. Right. So to have that happen, that made sense to me. Right. Completely. But, I agree. Yeah, it's. It's a. I it's, mean, to have that much, you know, to have that little of dialogue and to have that much ambient noise, I guess you could say. Yeah. It it just, just like, hums. Yeah, and... it was like I kind of sat there. I was like, "What should I do?" <laughs> I don't know. It's I mean, do really, it like, like even with like, okay, when we think of more like modern interpretations, like Interstellar or Gravity, there's at least like some kind of musical score behind most of that. Right. So <laughs> just to give you that sense, but and I mean, there was there was some sequences of like a musical score behind. Um, some of the the other like bigger set pieces like yeah when they're landing most of the ships or something like there's the classical music playing yeah but it's one of those movies where and I think that's the reason why we started we started like basically doing our own dub yeah. because it was just like there's a lot of silence we're never covering yeah. up any actual dialogue being spoken great to see that most of these spaceships are sponsored by Patridge Farm Wonder Bread. <laughs> Wonder Bread. <laughs> it was like, yeah. Was like a giant loaf of just, bread flying yeah. through space. Yeah. <laughs> All I right. Mean, okay. Let's get on with the actual show. I'm going to I'm gonna go for a little okay. bit. Okay. Kyle will be back for the last final thoughts. Let me readjust the microphone. Lindsay. Jeffrey. Welcome back to the show. Thanks. <laughs> 
All right, well, I'm going to just... How much I like this movie or dislike this movie. Just didn't have any thoughts. Or had no thoughts on this movie. I can't... No. There's a lot that can be talked about in the movie if you start breaking down like the uh, the art yeah, pieces and the moments to. and stuff like that it's one of those movies that it's 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 just I feel not... like I've done my due diligence with doing that with movies and I don't want to with this one and just <laughs> but don't we're so close to the end and we I know, still and have I'm to looking do it forward for to the next 14 movies <laughs> 15 movies with Ben Hur with Ben Hur oh my for goodness realsies. we will do Ben Hur um Okay, well, do what you can do as much or as little. Do you want me to just do the awards and then come back for your normal stuff? Yeah, we'll stuff? do some trivia. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me do the awards, and then we'll come back for you. <laughs> Photo booth filters applied by Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> he wrote. You know, he 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 directed and produced this film, and you will not forget and that. Wrote. <laughs> and wrote too. Produced and directed by Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, this was. This yes, film this was. This film was. <laughs> like very very just stern. Oh, fun end credits. Okay, the awards section. Hey! All right. Three Oscar Ah! nominations. It's a lot of the music in the movie. (laughs) It's the the monolith singing horribly. If Uh, that is the monolith singing, oh boy. uh, Apparently, apparently, this is just random. I don't know if it'll show up in your trivia or whatever, but apparently that piece of music because that music always plays or similar music plays whenever you see the monolith yeah it is supposed to be the sound of the monolith gotcha. that's playing that's the the liggity the thing theory. that's playing that whole like them like oh yeah that's, yeah, a, that's, that's supposed the, to be the, the monolith sound. pieces yeah yeah it's not liggity it's liggity oh yes 20th century music history i know these things it's music as much as I know. Yeah. <laughs> See, you already know more than I do. All right, so the awards section. This and film, a new trivia item. This, this movie is dumb. <laughs> I don't think that's going no. to get accepted. All right, this film it's had three Oscar nominations and 18 additional award nominations and or wins. It had uh, the three Oscar noms that, it, okay, it was nominated for but did not win Best Director for Stanley Kubrick. Three. I miscounted completely. Four. I apologize, guys. There's four Oscar nominations. Okay. Wow, I'm an idiot. All right. It was nominated for, but did not win, Best Director for Stanley Kubrick, Best Writing, Story, and Screenplay written directly for the screen by Stanley Kubrick and Arthur C. Clarke, and Best Art Direction slash Set Direction, which is it makes sense. It, it Very pretty sets, well, for the most part. It won Best Effects. Best visual best, effects. It won best Instagram filter. So, I mean, really, which is like a no-brainer, because this is a 1968 film. If you look at this thing, it has pretty damn impressive special effects. Oh, yeah. When you think about the fact that Star Wars came out 10 years later. Yeah. And that was the one that Star also won. Like, that's Wars. the that's the defining moment of visual effects and, like, technology, you know, quote-unquote. Like, that's like, oh, everybody just wants to make Star Wars movies now. But this movie came out 10 years prior, and it had equally as good visual effects for the most part yeah. as Star Wars did. You know, obviously there was a little, there's some improvement from 2001 to the Star Wars, but it's still pretty damn impressive. The uh, The film was entered into the National Film Registry in 1991. So yeah. Great. Yeah. That's there for you guys. Um, all right. So yeah. And that's all for the awards section. Uh, technology. I was th- I was thinking about this. I'm gonna just kind of recap it a little bit because okay. there's a lot of visual effects. There's a lot of technology. There's a lot of kind of cool ways they did certain stuff. Um, 
we've talked about a lot of them. There's a lot of rear screen projection. There's a lot of uh, models. There's a lot. There's actually a ton of models in this. All the spaceships are models for the most part. The monkeys are actors in suits with uh, with mouthpieces, animatronic mouthpieces, so they could actually look. It's it's actually a step up from what they were doing in Planet of the Apes, yeah. which came out around the same time or the same year, I think. Um, like I think it's '68. For some reason, I feel like the first one was. 68. Oh yeah, same year. So, um, but the uh, uh, like the the, the sequence where uh, he's running around the spaceship in this big in the circular room, and you watch him like run like basically he's running uh, horizontally on the wall all the way around. Yeah, was was achieved by the entire set was built on a circulating uh, or rotating like uh, gimbal. So what happened is he was always on the bottom. The camera was fixed to the set. And as they rotated the uh, the circular room, it looked like he was the one that was actually moving and running around the room. When in reality, he was actually basically standing still, and the set was moving around right. him. Basically, like a giant like hamster ball or hamster wheel yeah. is what they did. Is what they built, and they just attached the camera to the outside of the wheel. Right. So like it's it's very impressive like how they achieve some of the shots and then otherwise a lot of them were being hung by wires right. uh, whenever they're like floating in the set they're actually just hanging into the set from wherever they angle the cameras pointing and I learned a special effects thing from Ghostbusters today while I was watching it <laughs> Lindsay was watching Ghostbusters I got it for uh, Christmas <laughs> but uh, yeah so basically like there's a lot of, there's a lot of technology I was trying to find some uh, documentation there's actually a couple essays that I found online that I will post the link to on the webpage if you want to go into more detail and read about them. They're from, like, Cinematographer Magazine, or, or they're articles from, like, the late 90s that were written regards to the film. So they're very interesting reads if you want to know more about it. I'm not going to dive into it just because it's not interesting enough. And we're already almost a half an hour to the episode. Yeah, we, we, we probably should keep this shorter, so... Okay, We've been so, trying to keep them shorter. So, that's all for me. Lindsay, go on and do your thing, and then I'll come back for Inflation Nation and my stuff. There was things. one Inflation one Nation! One Inflation Nation! <laughs> Just like, I don't think we're gonna have any Inflation Nation for this movie! And then it was like when the... It was, it in, was the, like in the first like half an yeah. hour! Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, you're freaking kidding me! Inflation Nation! And we'll have to talk about that, too, because there's a little bit of a... Yeah, it's, it's, it, this one's an interesting one, so... Okay. In, in the premiere screening of the film, 241 people walked out of the theater, including Rock Hudson, who said, Will someone tell me what the hell this is about? Arthur C. Clarke once said, If you understand 2001 completely, we failed. We wanted to raise far more questions than we answered. Which I think over the last 40, or, well, hell, what, 50 plus years now? Yeah. 50? Not quite 50. 40, 40, sorry, 45. It is no. 2015. Oh, my goodness. 47? Yes. 47 years. Yes. The movie has successfully done that because there's so many people that the first thing they always bring up is what the hell was that movie about that's all they keep saying so yeah. continue Lizzie. the initial idea for the alien device that would eventually become the black monolith involved a transparent screen which would show the apes how to use objects as tools and weapons arthur c clark dismissed it as too naive also the hal 9000 computer started out as a mobile robot but as clark feared Clark feared that this view of artificial intelligence would become hopelessly outdated in the coming decades. The omnipresent red eye was conceived. I feel like that's more accurate. Yeah. Even like today, that that omnipresent red eye is something that's I'm more. I cover up my iPad camera now. <laughs> Hell. At least I don't have my old microphone, Colin. Right. <laughs> my There's old an angry ball. red eye right I there. And I point and I do point that side to Lindsay. She does. Sucker. I'm afraid you need to talk into the microphone, Lindsay. 
Sorry. <laughs> no, I was just... <laughs> there is, you're, you're fine. I was just... There is no dialogue in the first 25 minutes of the movie, ending when a stewardess speaks at 25.38, nor in the last 23 minutes, excluding the credits. With these two lengthy sections and other shorter ones, there are around 88 dialogue-free minutes in the movie. Sorry, I flipped that. I said there's only 88 minutes of dialogue in the movie. 88 minutes of dialogue... Uh, 88 minutes of this movie, there is no dialogue. The movie is two and a half hours mm-hmm. long. Okay. So an hour, an hour, and almost an hour and a half of this movie has no dialogue. It's nuts. Um, The movie was not a financial success during the first weeks of its theatrical run. MGM was already planning to pull it back from theaters when they were persuaded by several theater owners to keep showing the film. Many theater owners had observed increasing numbers of young adults attending the film who were especially enthusiastic about watching the Stargate sequence under the influence of psychotropic drugs. Yeah. This helped the film to become a financial success in the end, despite the many negative reactions it received in the beginning. The only Oscar won by this film was for special visual effects. It was awarded to Stanley Kubrick and was his sole win from the 13 nominations this movie had. However, while Kubrick designed designed much of the look of the film and its effects, many of the technicians involved felt it was wrong for him to receive the sole credit for the movie. Following this controversy, that's one. One. The Academy tightened its eligibility rules. Stanley Kubrick cut 19 minutes from the original film. Uh, after its New York premiere, mostly to speed up the pacing. Oh my God. <laughs> I was actually, the, on. if you go onto IMDb, if you go onto the alternate versions, you can see everything that he cut. They talk about a lot of what was cut out of the film. Um, according to Douglas Trumbull, the total footage shot was some 200 times the final length of the film. Vivian Kubrick, the daughter of Stanley Kubrick, the daughter of Stanley Kubrick, plays Dr. Floyd's daughter. Rock band Pink Floyd was at one point approached to perform music for the film. However, they turned it down due to other commitments. Yet they retain a connection with the film. Much like The Wizard of Oz and Dark Side of the Moon, it is said that the Pink Floyd song Echoes from the album Metal can be perfectly synchronized with the Jupiter and Beyond the Infinite segment of the film. Interesting. I will look that up online to see if I can find a clip. Somebody, I'm sure someone synced that. The entire film contains only 205 special effects shots compared to 350 in the Star Wars A New Hope and 2200, over 2,200 shots in Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Damn. Well, it's because Revenge of the Sith is a special effects shot. <laughs> hey, look. Somebody did. <laughs> of course they did. Of course they did. I will, uh, I will... Hmm. It's a... Having calculated that it would take one person 13 years to hand draw and paint all the mats needed to insert in the assorted spacecraft, sorry, to insert the assorted spacecraft into the starry backgrounds, Kubrick hired 12 other people who then did the job in one year. Clever. Ah! Originally, Stanley Kubrick had Stuart Freeborn create a primitive but more human-like makeup for the actors playing early man, but he couldn't find a way to photograph them in full length without getting an X rating from the MPAA since they had to be naked. So Kubrick went with the hairy monkey model instead, with the exception of two baby chimpanzees, all were played by humans in costume. Huh. It was later joked that 2001 lost the Best Makeup Academy Award to John Chambers for playing the apes because the judges didn't realize that the 2001 apes were really people. <laughs> they were very impressive. But there was no nomination list at all, and the award was not created until 1981. Chambers' award was merely honorary. <laughs> it was impressive. I mean, like I said, the makeup of it, they did legit, they looked really good. Like, and the acting that they portrayed was really good, too. 
Um, sorry, I'm scrolling through a lot of this because, yeah. Hal 9000 never once says good morning, Dave, but despite this line being one of his most recognized quotations. <laughs> That's true. I suppose he doesn't say that, does he? Um, Keir Duella, who played Dave Bowman, and Douglas Rain, who is Hal, are the only actors to reprise their roles in 2010 from 1984. Which I was looking up, and I, because I've never seen 2010. It's got, like, John Lithgow in it. Nice. It's got, uh, was it, uh, Roy Schneider, I think, is in it? Like, it's got people, it's got a, uh, Helen Mirren's in it. Like, there's a huh. bunch of people in there. I'm like, I'm actually kind of curious now to see part two. <laughs> Way to just cut me off there, Lindsay. But Jeez. Just, just, still talking. Just humming. Why did you just do that? Like Seriously, I'm, the phrase, see you next Wednesday, is heard for the first time during the scene, which Poole receives a birthday greeting from his parents. The phrase would become a landmark of director John Landis, who would use it in many of his movies. And music videos. Here's the full text of the Zero Gravity Toilet Instructions. Oh my god, really? Yep. <laughs> zero Gravity Toilet. Passengers are advised to read instructions before use. 1. The toilet is of the standard zero gravity type. Depending on requirements, System A and or System B can be used, details of which are clearly marked in the toilet compartment. When operating System A, depressed lever and plastic Delcron eliminator will be dispensed through the slot immediately underneath. When you have fastened the adhesive lip, attach connection marking by the large X outlet. Oh, I'm not going to Please don't, thing. because I have uh, it's literally like with a Jeff. page and a half. <laughs> oh, wow, man! <laughs> Somebody had free time, and they paused someone it. paused it and read it. Yep. <laughs> Yay for 4K transfers! Yay! The HAL 9000 computer was inducted into the Robot Hall of Fame in 2003. Why wouldn't they have done it in 2001? That would have been perfect. The sound includes quotations from four pieces by Oh God, I. Liggity, I can't say his first name. It's, he's from like this one of the Slavic countries. Adventures, av- sorry, Aventures, Requiem, Atmospheres, and Lux Eterna. The music was used without his permission, and he didn't find out about it until he attended the movie's Vienna premiere. Oops. Way to go. Whoops. Well, it's too late now. What are they gonna say? Tell me to remove it? No. Yeah. I don't know what accent that was. It wasn't Kubrick because he's no. British, and I, it sounded kind of German at points. Sorry, guys. You know hey. me and my accents. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that I'm done. Okay. Unless I, while you talk, I find something else. Okay. But. All right. Well, we're gonna do Inflation Nation because I have one of those. <laughs> so um, here's the deal, kiddos. The movie is called 2001, A Space Odyssey. It is the 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 sequence near the beginning, not the the uh, Dawn of Man sequence, but once they get onto the space station, does in fact so is is in fact supposed to take place either in like late 2001 or 2002. So, for Inflation Nation, I did 2001 pricing <laughs> cuz that would make sense, right? So, a dollar 70 was the charge for the picture phone call at the beginning of the film uh, where he talked with his daughter. That is the equivalent of $2.27. Nice. There's your inflation nation. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right. So uh, what are we calling this? Is this still Stuff and Things with Jeff or is this something else? Did we have another name for it? Was it Stuff and Things? I couldn't remember if we changed it to something else. All right. Number one. This is a documentary about monkeys, and you will like it. Basically the whole first, like, 20 minutes of the movie. Number two, the production cornered the market on white plastic for all of its sets. Number three, there are ten rules for pooping in zero gravity. Yep. 
forget it. I will. Which, if hold you want to find it, it's on IMDb. <laughs> Number four. Soon in 2001, we're going to be eating solid colors of Play-Doh. I can't wait yeah. for that to happen. That is the one thing I have never understood Whoa. why. <laughs> Color Play-Doh. I have never understood why they do that. In it's all the futuristic time. movies, they always do that. And last time I checked, we have not put our food in pill form yet, and we are in 2015. Yeah, it's always like like Jetsons territory at this point. It's always like it's always either pills, like all your food yeah. is in pills, or all the food is just just like Play-Doh consistency uh-huh. mush. Yeah, of of bright colors too. It's always like orange and green and, even and red. Like, you know all the. Like, molecular gastronomy people that do all this stuff. They still use food. Yeah, it's like, and I'm, I think, I feel like their, con, their their idea is like, well, if it's just in this, if it's in that makeup, then it's it's easier for us to eat because it just gets our body to break it down faster and it gets right to the nutrients. I'm like, no, I'm sorry. If I order a steak and mashed potatoes, I don't want a slab of red Play-Doh and a slab of white Play-Doh. And that's what, that's, that, yeah, sure, it might taste like that. But that's not my that's not my steak and potatoes. I want actual steak yeah, and potato. Right? That's not gonna happen anytime soon. No. Oi, number no. continuing. Number five. Pretty sure Frank's mom is only five years older than yes. he is because she did Frank. not 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 look that old. And finally, the monolith is nothing more than an iPhone five floating through space, way ahead of its time. So, all right, that is all that I have. Okay. Um. Did you find anything else fun or no? I did. Okay. One more thing. One more thing for trivia, and then we shall have any final closing thoughts regarding... Hal sings Daisy Bell, or a bicycle built for two as he is shut down. One of the earliest pieces of electronic music. This was the first song ever programmed into a computer to be played back using a simulation of speech synthesis. The machine was an IBM 7094 that was located in Bell Labs in 1961. Furthermore, the lyrics include the phrase, I'm half crazy. (laughs) So it's subtle. Yes. <laughs> so what you're saying is that Jack Torrance should have been singing that at some point in The Shining. Yes. That would have been funny. It would have been funny. So, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yep. Lindsay, we've hit number 15. Where it's at on the list. Okay. We know it has to be on the list. I don't think it needs to be number. It went up. Too. Where was that at before? It went up seven places. It was number 22. Damn. The only Why? reason it deserved... Because of how well they did the special effects back in that day. And that's the sole reason it's on this list, do you think? That and it's been 47 years and people are still watching it and going, what is this? Got it. That's why. I don't like it. I don't think it needs to be this high on the list. Got it. I also don't like... I'm biased because I don't like Kubrick. I don't think Clockwork Orange <laughs> needs to be on this list. True. Clockwork Orange is weird. That's it's, just my opinion. I know people don't agree with me. I no, don't really care. And the thing is... At this is point that, in the game, don't care anymore. That's the thing, is that we're we're, we're far enough into this. Uh, yeah, we don't care anymore. This movie... I will agree. I have never been a Kubrick fan. I like The Shining. It's a fucked up, but it's yes, fun. Yes, but I like that It's movie. enjoyable. But it's based on a Stephen King book, and I love True. Stephen King. This movie is... Now, you know, granted, I've never read any of the 2001 books, yeah, so I mean, maybe that would make the movie make more sense, or maybe it's more enjoyable if, if, I've, ha- if I've read the books. And like, I completely understand what they did. I... The movie is okay, Here's me, the thing. But it's like, I'm never going to watch this again if I don't have to. Here's the, here's how you know that I have no real strong feelings about it. Because mm-hmm. you know if I hated it, I'd be really vocal about how much I hated it. Mm-hmm. But if I really loved it, I'd be passionately speaking about how much I love it. Oh, I yeah. literally have like, I'm just like, 
fine. Fi- my reaction is fine. Yeah. Fine. You want it here. You want it on this list. You want it there. Fine. I feel like fine. it doesn't. I feel like it shouldn't. I don't think it needs to be this high up on the list. Especially Top 25. Because, yes. Be, Top. Well, because Star Wars is 13. 20? No. Yeah. Star Wars is 13. And if you have a movie on the list that is that is primarily on the list because of the visual effects quality that it's that it has. Star or that Wars it only went up two spots. So this took the place of Star Wars because Star Wars would have been 15 then. Yep. So, but it's like, uh, it, if you're, you're, if it's a movie because of the visual effects work, yes, and again, don't get me wrong, the visual effects work done in this movie is fantastic. It's a great visual effects work for the time and age that this movie was done in. You know my whole theory about I don't like movies that are acclaimed because of their, solely on their visual effects, mm-hmm. because for me, I watch movies for a story, right? and that does not have a narrative I can follow and connect to. So therefore I might just like, eh. Now is the story is, 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 are people claiming that this has a good story too, because there's no dialogue, but you still get the point. No, across? I didn't read anywhere of her. I, right, right, what right, I've right. just no. seen in this last hour. No, but it's I, like no I, one has said that, but that's, that's my, the whole thing with avatar. Of. Yeah. I've never seen avatar because it's, it's Fern Gully. It's Fern Gully and Pocahontas, right? Yeah. Essentially. Uh, Fern Gully and, um, Crap. Uh, what is it? Colin knows. That's essentially Fern Gully meets uh, a native Native American. Uh, like basically the history of America. <laughs> yeah, essentially. And it was all this acclaim for the visual effects and yeah. the 3D work. It was not for the story. No, it was only because. It's like the first major 3D film in history, and it's... Okay, so and like, I think, I've seen Avatar, and it's a really beautiful film, but Again, it's this not, also... The same is thing. a really beautiful this film. This is a beautiful... This is a great, beautiful... Looking uh, film. Visually, it's stunning. If you want to watch a movie that looks beautiful for two hours and don't give a crap about a story... I mean, there's a story. There's a story. There's a story there. But the main well, seat well, it, of this movie is I mean, is you kind of have effects. to think about it. Like, the whole situation with hell. That's an interesting concept. Yes. And the thing is, is I think I've of seen... just, like, a Maleficent robot computer just kind of taking things over a little bit. Not liking the situation that's presented in right. front of him. And it's just like, this is the only way I can abort this mission. And that itself could have been the entire film. Yeah. The whole thing with Just Hal that sequence could have been a that, could have been a two that hour intrigued movie. me more than the I rest wanted of the more Hal. Yeah, that could have been. And the thing is, have I? We've seen that story played like out the since second, then. Haven't I we? feel like the sequel is actually more or less about that. I yeah, because I, I feel from what I know, from what I know, of the sequel they send uh, another group of people to Jupiter in order to figure out what happened to the spaceship. Mm-hmm. And I know the guy who does the voice of Hal comes back as Hal. I don't know what happens in it. So maybe... But well, it was also I've, actually, I've actually seen the ending of that. And but it's just basically, he... he tells... Um, the other computer tells Hal, like, repeat this message over and over and over. Like, don't come back here. Mm-hmm. Don't let people come back Is that here. what that meeting was about with the space station? Because what is that middle thing? What is the whole middle thing about? Between the Dawn of Man thing? And yes! Then, well, because... That was all about, they brought that guy, the guy who called and talked to his daughter on the phone. Yeah. They brought him to check out the monolith. Oh, So that whole okay. sequence was, gotcha. hey, we that found this sense, thing, though. we need to go look at it. Oh, look, it's the monolith again. Oh, it uh, makes a weird noise. Oh, now it's, now it's a year and a half later, and it's a new set of people. Like, it's basically, it's 
It's three you stories. Chopped, I was really, really when I think about this movie, just like you could have actually chopped this movie down, mm-hmm. and it would have been better. Like that opening sequence, you could have chopped down maybe five, ten minutes of it. And it would have made sense. With the animal? Or with yeah. the Donna Manson? Yeah, you could have done that sequence in like five minutes, and it would have made sense. I was trying to think if there was a way to do that sequence where it where it, it, it didn't show them interacting lot, as I, much with it. I feel like you could do a lot of this movie and cut it down. Like, I think, I think like everything is just elongated just because it's a visual effect. Right. So if you cut about, this is what, a two and a half hour movie? Yeah. You could probably cut about a half hour out of this film. Keep it at a solid two hours. Mm-hmm. Keep a lot of the Hal section intact, but then cut cut the ending down, cut a little bit more of the beginning out, cut, you know, or, you know, cut, like, the moon when they're on the moon. Really, they could have cut that entire boardroom sequence out of this film. I think if they cut yeah. that entire sequence out I and mean, had him coming what? to the space station, but then <laughs> him like landing and then them flying out to the location, yeah, I feel like that would I, that I you might have been okay uh, with that. I don't know. I felt like well that conference situation could have been shortened. I don't think it doesn't necessarily need to be eliminated, but it just it cut just, down how long yeah. on. I mean, like that whole situation. Do we really need to introduce him? I yeah, because like he's that, not a character that, that sticks around. No. Yeah, it's like we, he, he's especially that whole that whole conference situation is just weird. Like it feels like a like a like you're just a pedestrian watching this whole conference. Right. And it's like, I, do I really need to sit here and watch this? So you could have cut you could have cut the conference room down. You could have actually eliminated him talking to his daughter. Eliminated him talking to those other people. Because yeah, the daughter doesn't really. That, nope. That portion doesn't even make sense for any of that. No. No, they just wanted to show us FaceTime 40-some years before we actually had it. <laughs> yeah. See, and that's and the that's, thing. Is that... I think that was the only thing that was like, this, what technology could be. Right. Oh, and like when they're sitting around watching the entire news report on their iPads. Yes. On the space station. When, when that's Dave and Frank, that entire sequence mm-hmm. is all exposition. That's the entire sequence is strictly just mm-hmm. exposition. And I'm well and aware. And it helped introduce us to Hal and that. Yeah. Yep. yep. But it's like, that that's, works. see, now that's the other thing that I'm wondering about is the reason why it's on this list is because a lot of the stuff, a lot of the technology that they show in that film is stuff that we have. Yeah. They literally had iPads on their And that table. might be why it's gone up. Right. Because it's like, holy crap, we actually have this. these. Yeah. They had iPads. They have FaceTime when they were talking on the phone. Mm. They had a lot of the stuff the that The monolith is a flying iPhone. It is a flying iPhone. Basically, this is 2001 and iPhone Odyssey. <laughs> That yes. is what I'm getting out of this, right? And photo booth filters. And photo yeah. booth filters. I was waiting for the Mac sound to kick on when Hal kicked on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when he comes, like, he reboots and it's just... Dong. Yeah, if you look really closely, it's an apple. <laughs> the, the Mac Deeply inside symbol. the yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right, well, we're at almost an hour. We probably should wrap this one up. Um, Lindsay? Yes. Any final quick thoughts? No, I, I've said my piece. Okay. It's this is how I feel about this sort of movie. I didn't doesn't and this is why I like I've liked the older movies we've watched because it was more about story. Even the silent films. Even um, what was the one we watched with Buster Keaton? The general. The general. Even that, you know, without dialogue, technically. Yep. Still had a story that I could follow, and not, it doesn't even have to have to be able to follow it that I could connect to, or you know. It's about story, and this doesn't have it. It's about technical. 
it's the technical, and then I don't always think that. This movie that's is strictly just my about thing. a space a space mission that gets sac- that gets sacrificed and a guy. And who that's why I time. want you know Hal would more Hal would have been cool more of the Jupiter into the infinite infinite or whatever that section is called more of that. It's, a, it's I would have been happier, but I. <laughs> it's a, it is a it is a sentient. It is a sentient computer program gone awry and alien movie yeah. without aliens in mm-hmm. it and without an actual clear-cut explanation of it. And there was some really good stuff that if he had expanded on it and maybe I'd like the book more. Yeah. That's the thing. Is that's why it's like I, I can't judge entirely because maybe the book is completely different. I do not know. I've never read the book. It, we're done watching it. And we're done. <laughs> and that's all I care about is that it's over. All right. Well, Lindsay... <laughs> We have successfully completed episode 15 at over almost an hour. What is, uh, what's our next movie on the list? Thank you, Colin. You're welcome, guys. (laughs) Our next movie is Psycho from 1960. (gasps) It is a, it's, it's, it's approved. An hour and 49 minutes. Horror mystery thriller. A Phoenix secretary steals $40,000 from her employer's client, goes on the run and checks into a remote motel run by a young man under the domination of his mother. I already have an inflation nation in the description of the episode or of the movie. You do. That's awesome. Starring Anthony Perkins, Janet Lee, Vera Miles, John Gavin, Martin Balsam, John McIntyre, Simon Oakland, Frank Albertson. You've seen Psycho, right? Yes, I've seen Psycho. Oh, I haven't I seen Psycho, Psycho in about 10 years, but I have seen I have the Blu-ray version. Nice. Because, uh, you know, nothing says... Uh, well, I like Alfred Hitchcock, so oh, I mean, yeah. I'm going to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still we. This is our second to last Hitchcock, because I think we still have Vertigo. Goes, yes, goes about we do this. still have Vertigo. So we have one more Hitchcock after this. I am so excited it's for also this one. Also, one more Hitchcock and one more um, Jimmy we done, Stewart. We've done Jimmy Stewart. Yep. Excellent. All right. Well, with that, kiddos. Yes. I'm afraid you need to say your. It's all uphill now. from here. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Good night, Radio Rahim. Say good night, CK Dexter. Hi, Ben. Oh, by the way, Jeff and Karen got me Philadelphia Story for Christmas. We did. <laughs> and I've watched it like three times since then. We got her the movie. I also, in Christmas-related DVD purchases that we've watched on our list, yep. I purchased uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington <laughs> and Rear Window. Because they're both amazing <laughs> movies. I know. A lot of Jimmy Stewart movies. And I wish I had seen, um, to, I, had, I saw To Kill a Mockingbird for really cheap, and I mm-hmm. didn't get it, and I wish I had. But what can you do? You know what you can do? What? Never get off the boat, Dave. Dave. Bye. Never get off the boat, Dave. <laughs> Never get off the boat, Dave. Oh, that's the new sign-off. I like that. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Oh, uh, happy 2015. Woo! This has been a production of Ghost Hat Media, proud member of the Ghost Hat Network. Find them online at www.ghosthat.net. <laughs> I like the ending. <laughs>